When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hook them up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. You better hook them up. We're hooking you up with uh, those uh, wristbands. When are we giving those away, Ty, later in the week? I think uh, Wednesday, Thursday. We're, you can still text the word RACE to our text line at 512-447-3776. And you could be uh, at the U.S. Grand Prix this weekend. Three day passes. It's one of the best prizes we ever given. We've ever given away. Wristbands, baby. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. All Three right. days. Three days. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, also hooking you up with a great sports conversation every morning, five hours a day, five days a week. Talking Rangers, hottest team in baseball right now. It's a good time to be the hottest team in baseball. <laughs> it's, the, just, it's the best time to be the hottest team in baseball. <laughs> and as you said, they've only trailed at the end of one inning in the entirety of the postseason. They've That's been dominant. It. Second longest winning streak to start the postseason. Yeah, seven and in a seven. row. And they they think they could they could end up breaking. I think the record is eight. One well, of the amazing part is six of the seven are on the road, Rod. Yeah. They went into Tampa, never had to go back to Arlington, and they couldn't have. That was all going to be in Tampa with the wild card round. Went into Baltimore, one two. The only home game they won was the clincher against the Orioles. Now they got the Astros. I won't say on the ropes. They're they've staggered the Astros, obviously, with back to back victories. You don't think they're on the ropes? Yes. One, well, <laughs> well, one more uh, win would have them on the ropes. One more win would be. I you think can't eliminate until you get up to four. I think they're on the ropes right now. I would say one more win, and they it's like a standing eight count, pretty much. <laughs> right? I don't like, have them. I don't have them on the ropes they, yet. I have them staggered. They, you have them staggered. Okay. Staggered. So they hit the ropes after losing three, and that, then, then it becomes an elimination. When game. they get when do they get knocked down here officially? Because well, they've been knocked down. Staggered and stumbled. Okay, so they already got knocked. The one knocked down. They just got up. Yeah. Okay. The Rangers. The long, Rangers are untouched. Uh, the Rangers, yeah, they haven't landed. They, land, uh, they haven't not landed faces a blow. Clean. Yet. Not even sweating. Not even except barely for, except for sweating. Tech, yeah, the, the Astros got some bloody bloody nose already. But we've seen Eyes enough. Swole look, up. I, I, look <laughs> again. If someone who's lived through these Astro runs, I've lived through losing both games to the Nationals and then winning all three in Washington and then coming home and losing both to the Nationals. That's true. In the World Series. Uh, it's not over. Keep and hope alive. This Astros team has shown too many times they can bounce back. But, again, this is a, this is a different animal. This Ranger team is really good. Uh, but, again, the Astros have bounced back against the Red Sox before, against the Yankees before. That's true. But uh, it's it's going to be fun. I still think it's going to be a long series, but, you know, Oof. I've been wrong before. I so. hope it's a long e- Even if the Rangers are winning now, I mean, come on. I, I got a ticket to game six if it gets to that point, but right. I, I hope it doesn't. That down in Houston? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, <sighs> Houston will probably lose that game. <laughs> I, I promise you. Here's my here's my theory. If the if the if the Astros are somehow able to force it back to Houston, which means they'd have to go win at least two games uh, in Arlington, then they need to stay in a hotel. Just do not go home. That you go back home. That. Tell honey, honey, we're not coming home. I'm going. We're going to the team hotel. Just like the Longhorns do on the road when they play home games. You, you played there, Rod. You go down and stay at the Omni Hotel. Mm-hmm. You got to yep. get out get of your routine. The they got to do get, something. Yeah. They're forty and forty five at home. Uh, Ranger after being sixty-one and twenty-seven at home last year, uh, but the Rangers—it's just huge props to them. I—I I know Astro fans because I was watching with a group um, yesterday, 
and some buddies, my buddy had a birthday, so I went and said happy birthday to him. And then, uh, so we're watching the game, and obviously when the Astros loaded the bases in the fifth, you're thinking, okay, here's their chance to strike back in this series. And you could be frustrated at Yiner Diaz and Jose Altuve, but you also have to give a lot of credit to Nathan Evaldi because he made some great pitches in that stretch. He really, mm-hmm. really bared down. Bruce Bochy went and talked to him. Um, you know, he let him pitch out of it. I thought, you know, the, the wicked curveball he threw to Yiner Diaz and had him flailing. Then he went up in the zone against Altuve, then came back down. And remember, Jose Altuve had been 10 for 29 with five home runs in his career against mm, Nathan Evaldi. I mean, as an Astro fan, you couldn't have asked for more. You have Jose Altuve up with the bases loaded against a pitcher that he has really feasted off of, and he made great pitches, man. And then he got, you know, Alex Bregman to roll over to third like he does all too often. And that was it. So, you know, as I say, you know, great pitching beats good hitting. It and, does. And in Especially that case, I thought I thought good be good pitching beat terrible hitting. Because the Astros were getting out of their zones. I mean, you gotta give the the pitcher credit, but at the same time, gosh, at least make him throw a strike. At least make him put it in that box and, and mm. you know, try to hit something you can get solid. He they didn't and he took advantage of that. So props to them. Rangers are up two games to none. So you guys say on the ropes. I say staggered. Staggered. All right. Yeah. I think on the ropes. And and they're in a defensive position, too. They're not even <laughs> – they're, like, just guarding their face right now. Uh, just because the Rangers are playing so well, man. They just – like you said, they're streaky, and they're they're streaking. It's just – and hopefully the Astros – they can cool off once they get home and the Astros on the road. That's the hope right now. But they, um, they the Rangers have put themselves in a great position to win this series. I still think it goes longer. It's not going to be a sweep. But, you know, we'll see. There Until somebody beats the Rangers in the playoffs, they're on a heater. Uh, Rod will have a rant here coming up. Uh, also, yes, sir. As we're six weeks into the NFL season, Rod, and the Cowboys get a big win. Line. That was a huge win. It wasn't pretty. You're not going to hang that in some art museum. That was a pretty ugly football game. But your quarterback played well enough, uh, made enough plays for you, and you win that game. Your defense stepped up. And you played in a mistake-prone team. I mean, I thought Justin Herbert missed a lot of throws that were there for him. Oh, he has two. T- he missed two, it, two either deep ones, big chunk yardage games, or touchdowns. Touchdowns potentially, potentially yeah. yeah. And Brandon Staley went for it on fourth down instead of kicking a field goal at one point in a, in a close game. So, um, you know, they they needed that win in a big way. So, can can we do this? You you agree with this? If I say there are two elite teams in pro football right now, just two, the Niners and the Dolphins. Are the two elite teams in pro football right now, especially when the Niners win healthy? Is you good with the that? F- they have the fewest questions, but now the Niners with the injuries, that's a concern, but they're not serious, so they should get them back. Even if they have to, have to lose a few games while they wait to get Kirsten McCaffrey and Debo back, they should have them back for the playoffs. Well, I'll give you – so, so to I'll me, the top you. two are those two. I agree with you. And then the next tier would include the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes and his team is 5-1. and one. They still haven't hit their groove yet, but they're five and one. The Eagles, the Bills, and the Lions. You good with those as the next tier? I'll take the I'll take the Lions over probably the 49ers with the injuries right now. Over the Niners? I think the Lions with the injuries. Well, look, I mean the, the McCaffrey thing is he's not anything long term. They don't think Debo is either. It's just a shoulder, but cost them the second half. If they we'll play see. today. I think well, if they played this week, well, I, I'm going to go ahead and assume that those guys are going to get healthy. Uh, and but I do think San Francisco, as Rod has said, needs to go out and find a backup running back and somebody that can too. help spell yeah. Christian McCaffrey here at the deadline. They got to figure out who's available. But then, then so you got the Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, and uh, and Lions, and so the Bills will play the the Dolphins. The, the, the Eagles will play the Dolphins this weekend. That's a fun game. The Lions play the Viking or the Ravens. Because I have the Ravens. That actually, that should be a fun game. Because the Ravens' defense, guys, it's actually, it's been, 
they have a mash in it pretty much on defense. They've had a ton of injuries, but they actually are playing really well. Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator there, he's going to be the hottest name on defense for a head coaching gig. He's doing a good job. He's doing a great job. Ravens went to London and got a win, mm. beat the Titans, and they'll play the Lions in a big game uh, this yeah. weekend. I want to see what plan he has against that offense. Ben Johnson versus Mike McDonald. Pat is going to be a hell of a you know coordinator showdown. Yeah, it will be. And the Bills, I still think, are good. So I got those. And then, then there's a group that includes the Cowboys, the Bengals. And, by the way, the Bengals are back after Joe Burrow's hey. typical lousy first four games he typically plays. <laughs> right. You did say that. He's like, he's always starts like this. He does. There's always a reason for it, but he always starts terrible. Slow start. Usually it's been injuries. He would. He had the appendectomy the one year, come yep. up with knee injury. Now this yep. year it's the, the quad. But all of a sudden he's getting better, and the Bengals have won back-to-back games. And Jamar Chase, he's got, you say his 7-Eleven chain? He's yes. got a 7-Eleven piece and chain now because he's always open. So, like yeah, so, so, <laughs> so I think the elite two teams are Niners, Dolphins, and then the Super Bowl contenders around them are the Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, and Lions. And then playoff teams would be the Cowboys, the Jaguars, the Bengals, right? Ravens, Chargers, mm-hmm. and Seahawks. And then through six games, I mean, it's fair to say there's a group of better-than-expected teams like oh. the Texans and the Browns Texans and the L.A. Rams. Yeah. Yeah, and the Browns' defense is so much better. The Rams, right, we all thought they'd be rebuilding now. They are, but it's a competitive rebuild. It's weird. And then there's <laughs> the question of which team – you know which teams are, are in the position now at 1-5 and five to tank? Like, just go tank. Go for Cam, Cam – uh, Oh, the Patriots. The Patriots. The Patriots, And man. the Giants, Rod. Yeah, you're the New right. York Giants are one in five. Daniel Jones is hurt. Did you see who the Giants are trying out for quarterbacks this week? Don't Matt say Barkley it. and Ian Book. Where's Cole McCoy? I don't know. Did, did, I, I think Colt wants to not play. Yeah, Colt must be telling his agent, like, I only want to play for these teams or something. Yeah, right? remember, There's got to be something going on We had on the there. interview that he did with Colin yeah. Cowherd ahead of the Texas OU game, and he said, you know, he was really caught off guard by being released by the Cardinals. He, oh, yeah. He, was he thought he was going to get a chance to be a starter. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the rug gets pulled, and he's like, you know, at 36, almost 37 years old, do I want to go learn a new offense? And I've uh, made plenty of money. He's been mm-hmm. smart with his money. I don't know. I don't know if Cole wants to play because I would. I, I think would... he wants to play, but I think he was be- he's being very particular. Yeah, do I want to play like, behind that Giants yeah, offensive exactly. line? Like, no. Why, why do I want to? Yeah, he's like, I, I prepared myself to play for the Arizona Cardinals, and maybe, you know, we would have been a dumpster fire too, but at least I knew the personnel. I knew the system. I knew those guys. You want me to just go play for anybody now behind a bad old line? Nah, I think he's, I think he's being picky about who. I bet, I bet he ends up. Either on a roster later on this year or next season. I don't think he's done playing. It's too easy. That paycheck he's getting, that's an easy paycheck. And they need backup quarterbacks these days. What if, uh, so we've always drawn the parallels, Ron, to the Spurs and Bill, Bill, Greg Popovich and Bill Belichick mm-hmm. and the Patriots? Yeah. What if the Patriots got in line for Caleb Williams and all of a sudden in, they, the Spurs pick up Victor Wenbanyama and now the Spurs have life and Greg Ooh. Popovich has a new lease? What if uh, the Patriots mm. ended up with the number one pick like would the Spurs did? It, would they let Belichick do that? That's the question. I if you, think you would. If you I do think it, you would. do you let Belichick start the rebuild and basically? Yep. Okay. I think you would. Start the rebuild. If that's okay. Listen, my problem with Belichick is this. I, I need them to start investing in wide receivers. They're going to invest in a young quarterback because their wide receiver evaluations and acquisitions have well, been terrible. Well, they've invested in them. They just have been wrong. That's what I'm saying. That's been terrible. Their acquisitions have been really bad. spent money on bad players. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. He needs to go find somebody else that can evaluate wide receiver talent then. Agreed. Because they don't do it really well. The only 0-16, by the way, are the Panthers. Carolina is 0 And they so. don't have their pick, by the way. And they don't have their pick. That the, belongs to the Bears. The have Bears. it, right? The Bears got the number one and number two pick right now. <laughs> and only uh, the Bears could screw it up. The Bears. Yeah, you're right. They probably will screw it up somehow. But still. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, Broncos are pretty damn bad. The Giants are bad. The, the Arizona Cardinals, who we all thought would be tanking. How did the Cowboys lose to the Cardinals? Seriously? Mm. That's why we can't. I mean, no matter what we saw last night, the Cowboys won the game. You still, well, how did you? The Cardinals were one and five. They won one ball game. It can't be trusted. I mean, come on, man. Because they suck. Mm. Cowboys, that is. Well, they're four and two, and if they'd won that game, they'd be six, five and one. And they'd beaten a bunch of bad teams. Well, they couldn't beat the bad teams, Cardinals. That's what I don't get. I know, I know they're inconsistent, and uh, but that that one stings. The Chargers are not a good team. Chargers are not. I mean, a, we, they we should be good, that? but they're poorly coached. I, was, I think he just hit the nail on the head. They should be good. They're poorly coached. I don't think that defense should be good. It should be better than it is. It shouldn't be the last ranked pass defense in the, in the NFL. That, that defense we shouldn't that? be good. You got Khalil Mack, you got Derwin James. Last ranked pass defense in the league. Asante Samuel Jr. Why shouldn't the defense be good? They got like star players yeah. all over that defense. They're, 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 they're the most expensive defense in the league. They're paying more money for that defense than anybody's paying for their defense in the NFL. More salary cap dollars spent the on defense. Khalil Mack, Nick Boza. <laughs> Uh, or Joey Boza, um, you know, Derwin James is an All Pro. I mean, they should be better at they defense, be better. and they're—I mean, they weren't terrible on defense last night. They were worse on offense. Uh, so yeah, that's a weird underperforming team. The Chargers, Cowboys beat last night, but and the Cowboys—that was a—that was a gut check performance. They had to have that coming off the uh, the annihilation at the hands of the 49ers. All right, let's get to Rod's rant. We'll take your thoughts on that. The teams that are in line for maybe a Super Bowl run and the teams in line for a high draft pick at six six weeks into an NFL season. But time to, for Rod to give you a rant. Rod's rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car, any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, a couple of things. Talking about the Cowboys win over the Chargers last night. Just continuing. I do think, and I was hoping that Kellen Moore uh, would call the game to challenge the Cowboys defense a little bit more, but I just think Dan Quinn had a really good adjustment uh, in the game plan. Remember, early on, I think it was the first drive, Chargers come out like gangbusters. Looks like they, they're going to potentially you know, uh, light this Cowboys defense up. Not the case. Cowboys defense settled in and was able to limit that Chargers uh, offense, ha- held them to under 20 points. One thing I did see that Kellen Moore did successfully versus the Cowboys, I, I don't know if he necessarily exposed them, but I definitely think it's something the Cowboys are going to have to work on because it's a really popular concept in football today, college or the pro level. I mean, I'll even bring it back home here to Sark. Uh, the Cowboys were attacked with targets to motion a lot. For those who don't know what a target to motion is, anytime a player goes in snap, uh, goes on, goes in motion prior to the snap, I should say, or in motion at the time of the snap, um, and then they target that specific player, they call that a target to motion. And Kellen Moore did it a lot. Matter of fact, both of the touchdowns that the Chargers scored were on targets to motion down in the red zone. Two touchdowns. Uh, uh, Justin Herbert was basically 7 of 9, so we're talking about over 77% completion percentage, throwing to players who were in motion prior to the snap or in motion at the time of the snap. Uh, ended up over 9 yards per attempt. You got three explosive plays out of that um, that concept. 
So that was obviously something that Kellen Moore knew about the Cowboys defense, had saw uh, that they struggled with in prior years. I mean, the Cowboys defense doesn't struggle versus a lot of different – they don't struggle versus anything, really. Um, they're not really that vulnerable. Um, but that is something that I noticed over and over again. A lot of the big plays, chunk yardage plays, and really crucial third downs uh, conversions that the Chargers got, they were in targets to motion, something to watch in the future. Sark's a big fan of targets to motion. one of his favorite concepts. I'll I always say you should run more of it if you look at just you know targeting players who are in motion at the time of the snap or prior to the snap um sark actually is one of the the best at it in all of college football he does a really good job and his players um have been his quarterbacks i should say have been really really efficient when it comes to targets to motion last season um texas was over 80 percent completion percentage targets to motion 10 yards per attempt which is pretty good in 2021, going all the way back to 2021, you look at targets to motion, 81% completion percentage uh, of your looking at targets to motion and 9.6 uh, yards per attempt. So either way, it's been I think it's something that's pretty successful at every level, no matter who's running it. The Miami Dolphins, even Mike McDaniels runs what he calls the cheat motion. We played the sound the audio of Shano, Kyle Shanahan, saying earlier this year that he stole the cheat motion concept where they basically get Tyreek Hill running in motion and they try to give him a running start when the ball is snapped. Yeah, imagine the fastest guy in football with a running start when the ball is snapped. That's really tough to defend. Um, and that's the cheat motion. And we've seen LaFleur use it. We've seen Shano use it now. Even Sark used it. Sark used it in the Oklahoma game. He used it several different times out of clustered receiver formations, bunch formations. He would use that cheat motion. Used it with Xavier Worthy. Used it with JT Sanders. And used it with A.D. Mitchell. And Sark's one of his favorite coaching trees is that Shanahan coaching tree, which you know he followed Shanahan in Atlanta and used a lot of those same concepts and the philosophical uh, kind of commonalities between that offense. And also keep in mind that, uh, you know, Sark's big on, you know, getting those guys the ball on the move and then getting them vertical shots with the ball on the move. I went and looked at the targets to motion this season. I went and just calculated really quick from my notes. Texas averaging 9.7 yards per attempt, targeting uh, players in motion, 44% first down rate. 44%, I mean, 44% of the time when you target a player who is in motion at the time of the snap or before the snap, targets to motion, you are getting a first down. Those are incredible numbers, and I think it's just because you have the leverage advantage. All your all defenders who are guarding a receiver that's got a running start, you got to think about flipping your hips. You are, are immediately threatened by the vertical route because they're already in motion. They already have uh, a, a, an advantage on you in terms of their ability to close the gap, to close uh, to close that cushion which dbs have to depend on so targets to motion it hurt the dallas cowboys defense a little bit last night but not too much uh sark's using the same concept to attack other defenses and they're using specifically that that cheat motion that i talk a lot of since we're talking about cheat motion and talking about uh tyree kill and mike mcdaniel and how creative they are he's so creative in fact in weaponizing tyree kill tyree kill is now on pace for the all-time single-season receiving record. I pointed this out last hour. He has a, He's averaging 135.7 receiving yards per game. He's got 814 through the first six games. That is a record through the first six games for receiving yards. He's on pace through 17 games 
for almost 2,300 receiving yards, which is just mind-blowing. Even if you cut it to 16 games, he's still on pace for uh, more than 2,100 yards receiving, which would still be the record uh, by Cal- uh, beating Calvin Johnson's record of 1,964 receiving yards in a single season. He would set that record, also on pace to set the uh, record for receiving yards per game on average at 135.7. The record is 129. So there you go. There you go. Rod's rant. Good stuff right there. And, yeah, the uh, Tyreek Hill situation, they play the uh, Eagles this weekend. Currently the Eagles 28th in pass defense. That's not good. 28th. Now they're third against the run. So if they can stop Raheem Mostert, but they may not even try to run. They may not need to. Throw a deep. (laughs) Throw a Tyreek Hill. They're 26th, by the way. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers who are 29th. That's not good. That ain't good. That ain't good. That ain't good. That ain't good. <laughs> um, but yes, but when you're 29th in pass defense and you're playing the Dolphins, who are averaging nine yards, almost ten yards of pass play, it's nightmare fuel right there, man. <laughs> that's a problem. That's trouble. And that's at Philly. That'll be we're mm. watching this Phillies team at home in Philadelphia and that raucous crowd. But as we said, historic weekend for for underbetters. If you bet and you take the totals, unders went 12, 13 to one last week, including the Cowboys last night. That game was over. Under a fifty and a half, Rod. We told you might want to lean under there. They got the thirty-seven. They got the thirty-seven. I took it. Ty yeah. took it. Way to go, Ty! Now you can buy some nicotine. Ty's having a nick fit in there, by the way. A nick fit? Yeah. What's a nick fit? He My, needs nicotine yeah, badly. It's struggling. Oh, but you you don't smoke six though. Do uh, on the weekends. Oh, do you really? <laughs> on the weekends. On the weekends. Look how disciplined he is. You're, you're I only like, smoke cigs on the weekends. You're like the girls I knew growing up who only smoke when they drank. I honestly, well, I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm kind of like that. I, if I'm out hanging out and I'm just we we're, we're, we get to the party stage where I've had so many drinks, I will go start bumming a cigarette from random. Is drinkers. that right? I, and I would look for a menthol specifically. <laughs> 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 so I do, I feel that I do have, but I because I used to be a smoker too. And I'm I not, never have. Been. I'm reformed. Well, I'm I, have, I usually have the vape, but not not today. And. By the way, uh, Ty, Ty, if you're looking at trends, out a little bit by the way, the trend of the unders this weekend is not uh, off the, the the map for this year. Unders have come in 61% of the time this season. I'd like to see what the primetime under rate is at, too. I bet it's a lot. It's usually, that's usually a pretty surefire yeah. bet, primetime unders. The uh, the NFL, I, I gave the stat earlier, but the NFL does not like this. Uh, this week, 25 NFL teams scored 21 points or fewer. Yeah. That is the most... A team scoring 21 points or fewer in a game in a single week in NFL history. You had eight teams win scoring 20 points or fewer. All right, we'll come back. Yeah. Uh, you know who is not also giving up on the Astros? Dusty Baker. I'll tell you what he had to say to uh, to Ken Rosenthal yesterday. We'll get to that. Rangers, though, in a great spot. Phillies in a great spot in the American League and National League. Uh, maybe on a collision course to the World Series. We'll get to that coming up. Also, the Longhorns getting back at it after the bye week. We'll hear more from Sark before the end of the hour and the end of our program. Still an hour and a half to go. Let's talk about with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Hook em up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn. Hey, Rod, let me give a shout out to our buddy Craig Castleberry, big listener of our show. Craig Castleberry, of course, Coach he's a part of the uh, Coaches versus Cancer Golf Tournament mm, that nice. they have every year out at uh, UT Club. He said, uh, Happy 60th birthday. And he is, by the way, Craig is the father of Hook Him Up with Ian Rodby. He's the one who suggested the name. Hook hey, him up. nice. Hook him up. I love that. He's got Happy six, B-Day. He's got a 60th birthday. Happy today, B-Day, Rod. brother. He, he named the program. Make it a damn good one. 
Make That's it count. Right. Make it count. Mm-hmm. Make it count. All right, so a lot going on talking NFL and college football. Obviously, the uh, Astros and Rangers. Rangers in a 2-0 advantage position. Go Here Go was shows. the quote from uh, Dusty Baker. He said, we'll get him in Arlington. Okay, Dusty. We'll get him in Arlington. He's okay, getting Dusty. outmanaged right now, though, I will say. How's um, he getting outmanaged? <laughs> I don't know. I just Bochy leaving it in the ball. It's not what he's – it's not what he's doing; it's what he's not doing. I feel. Well, like. he can't swing the bat, but I mean, he's. I mean, you can't. You have your best hitter up, and you got to put the bat on the ball. I mean, the, the last thing you can do in that spot for your Yiner Diaz and Altuve is strike out. You got to put the ball in play. You got to, and, and you know, historically, Albrecht is one of the best bat to ball contact players in, that there is. Right? He, not a pitch he can't hit, but uh, that's just credit to uh, Nathan Evaldi. You think Maldonado starts next game? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Here's here's where there's confidence for the Astros. They're nine and they're six and one this year in Arlington. And the last time they were there, they scored 39 runs in three games. So they they feel good in that park. But the Rangers are playing mm-hmm. in a tree right now. They're just playing great baseball. So um, the Astros have to play better. Rangers, if they keep playing the play they're playing, it won't matter. Uh, they're just steamrolling their way. Uh, but that was that was Dusty Baker. He said we 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 won't quit. We'll get them and we'll get them at Texas. We'll be okay. Yeah, I mean they'll get one. I, I'm. Sh- I hope. I no. think. Th- I'm sure they'll get one. But I. I they think- just got to get one. They. They can't lose. The th- I mean, it, the, you can't go down three zero. That's yeah. what. That's all. That's my only feeling on this. And in a, in a long series, because if it wouldn't be against the Astros to go back and win back to back games, get two wins, and get no. it back to even. Not happening. Um. Well, see, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think it could. I think. I think you're underrating how good this Rangers team is right now. I'm not. I'm also. Yeah. Like, but I still. Everything I thought going into the series is they're they're very even. They're very even. These two have. Yeah. These have been two very but even now baseball even, games. Even team has a two zero advantage in the series. Oh, I know. Going back home and they're playing like the best team in the playoffs, and the Astros are not. I just think. You know, uh, it just seems to me that it's over. Dang, Rods, Ravens. I'm just sorry, man. I just think, come on. Teams win 90% of the time when they're up 2 0. I'm not saying the Ushers aren't going to win one and and extend the series. Get them in Texas, Ducks, you Baker. But come all the way back. That would be historic. They say they got to do something historic. But you can't come all the way back on Wednesday. You can get one win. If you can get it back to even in 2-2, two, two, then you're in a best-of-three oh, yeah. series. Anything and, could happen. Now. Right. Yeah. That's obviously the goal. And But, but yes, I, I would agree. If they lose one more, get to elimination stage. Well, they get stage, down 3-1. Does then, that concern you? Yes, because you'd be going back to Houston. You've got to get 2-2. Two, two. got to get it 2-2. Two, two. got to get 2-2. Two, two. Get 3-1 is not enough. I believe that. they okay. got to get 2-2. Two, two. Because, well, and look, this is what we know about the Rangers now. They're They're playing great. And that pitching staff issue that they've had all year is not nearly yes. is, 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 is heightened because Max Scherzer's back. And you saw John Gray and Andrew Heaney warming up in the bullpen yesterday. They're, they're gonna, just like you can in the playoffs. You can start using starting pitchers as mm-hmm. bullpen guys to shore up what. And, and LeClerc has been phenomenal at the back end. He's closed. You know, he's finished every game for the Rangers, all seven wins here. He hadn't gotten a save in every one because they've been, you know, wider margins than a save, but he's closed every, all seven games. Uh, he's been a, a real, you know, fine for them at the back end, and now they have starting pitching. And you know, the big question I have in Game Three, which will be tomorrow night, Rod, is Max Scherzer. Is he Mad Max or is he Rusty? Can the Astros take advantage of a pitcher who hasn't pitched in a month mm-hmm. and he's only thrown simulated games? We know there's a difference between a simulated game and a a, a start in a playoff game. Yep. And, and no one doubts Max Scherzer's going straight to the Hall of Fame when he's done, but. You know where is he going to be? There's no minor league rehab that you can go, you know, get some innings in. It's all simulated stuff on the side. So we'll see. Can the Astros take advantage of that? They'll have Christian Javier on the mound. But yes, Rod, if they get to three zero or three one, then I will, 
concede. One game at a time. One game at a time. One game at a time. And like as, as Ty you know, just said, it's outmanaging. It's, these have been very close games. There's been a couple of plays here and there, and the Rangers have made them. It wouldn't be crazy for the Astros to turn around and make some plays of their own, get a big hit, That's fair. make a big play. Uh, these have been very close series uh, games in the first two, and so I expect more of the same uh, when they get to Arlington. But uh, Phillies also get the win last night. They're in a good place. Uh, obviously playing great, man. They play so good at home, and they're so... Uh, it it's, it's just so fun to watch that home crowd. There's something about the energy when you watch that game. I mean, they are... And you heard Bryce Harper in his comments and who said that yesterday? Who said like, that? And I, I love these fans. I love these fans, man. These are my people. And they play for them. There's, you can tell there's a connection between that fan base and oh, that man, team right now. Oh, man, got the Creed mojo thing working. They, oh, the, the amount of Creed sing-alongs happening in Game 3 are just going to be um, mind-blowing. Huh? You They'll gonna, be there. You going to be there? They will be there. Oh, Creed I will I hope be there. I'll be there. What day is that game? You said Creed will be there like it's already a I got to go to one of these games. Yeah, you definitely got to go. It says E is in big denial. Big denial, all caps. Listen, I've just watched the Astros for six years. I've seen these series swing back and forth over and over again. There's the a Rangers sheriff are, in town. Rangers are new to this. Here we go. Here goes cocky tie, tie now. It worked like yesterday. Okay. Um, okay. Hold up. So, uh, just make sure we got established. Is Creed actually coming, or are we no, just I'm, hoping Creed comes? I'm just assuming. Yeah, because if Creed doesn't capitalize on this, like I said, they need to fire their publicist ASAP. ASAP. Because the Rangers would pay you good money to come there and just show up. I know they would. Because they want the mojo right now. They're feeling themselves. And they're like, man, we could take this, this mojo all the way to the World Series. Creed is a big part of it. What the hell are you doing, Creed? I know you put out something on social media. No, we need you to physically show up to the guild. Sing on top of the dugout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play a concert. <laughs> Seventh inning strategy. Oh! That would be awesome. Hey. Um, that would be great. Also tonight, don't forget, speaking of Craig Castleberry, he's a big basketball fan for UT. The Longhorns have their orange-white scrimmage tonight at Gregory Gym. If you're looking to get out and see a little sneak peek of the 2023-24 Texas basketball team, the all men's right. side with Max Aismas and Tyrese Hunter's back in the backcourt, all these new players that have come in with, with Rodney Terry, his first full season. That'll be tonight over at Gregory Gym. So check that out. Uh, also, you into this, Rod? Give it to me. You know, everybody's got reality shows right now, right? Everything's behind the curtain. Everybody got a reality show. Yeah, and, you know, Drive to Survive for F1, and they got the golf, you know, yeah, behind the, the scenes. All, all the quarterback NFL, shows. NFL, all the quarterback now. shows. Yeah. So how about this? This thing, and this is, this is pretty interesting. Top Gun, the next generation, is coming to National Geographic Channel. Premier date not announced, but it's behind the scenes of the Top Gun, like Navy student pilots uh, going through the challenging tests. Uh, landing on aircraft carriers. Uh, it is reportedly the first time this level of access has been given by the U.S. military to its pilot training program. It's the Next Generation TV series, Go Inside Pilot School. It's pretty good. That looks pretty cool, doesn't it? That does look pretty cool. That is something I would check it out. That would be pretty cool. Because if you like the movie Top Gun, one of the reasons you love the movie is obviously the the, the scenes in the cockpit, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the fight scenes. The, oh, yeah. Tom Cruise. I mean, that that's what takes it to a new level. Well, I think Tom, that would, Tom Cruise be teaching these pilots. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Can we make a cameo appearance? Can they? Are they that big time? No, not National Geographic. Maybe National Geographic's peer respected. They might be able to do it. Even National Geographic's got reality TV shows now. Actually, you could argue they had the first ones. They were just of animals. Back in the day. Yeah, animals. <laughs> I just love like the, the behind the scenes. I, mean, I think we all shows. like the behind the scenes stuff because it just, it's behind the scenes. It's like, man, this is so cool to be in a quarterback locker room, right? Or, or listening to a quarterback meeting, learn about how quarterbacks, you know, 
are developed. And same thing with uh, F1, getting behind the scenes and uh, these drivers and, and golf. This is pretty cool. I'll be into this. Yeah, mm-hmm. see this. and But that stuff is to recruit fans because you want new fans like the F1 stuff or the NFL. Sure. This is actually to get people interested in joining being the a pilot. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, joining right? the armed forces. Sure. Yeah, and being yeah, a member of the armed forces. There's a reason that the, the yeah, U.S. Exactly. military is given this access. They, they, they want to. It's a recruiting tool. For sure them. it is. Sure it's like is. those army commercials now that play where they just like make it like a video game. Yes. I'm, saying, yeah. I'm like, come on. Like, they do care. <laughs> Like come fly drones. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. Like Call of Duty. I would say that that is a big part of now military training. There are people who just they literally yeah, but drones, the, but they're just trying to. They need people. I know. Yeah, I get you. I get it. Trust me. I know. I know. I do. What is that? What's the old saying? Um, we do more before nine a.m. than most people do all day. What, what was that? What that was military slow? That's the, the army. army? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. I always like that one. Yeah. I always try to subscribe to that. Well, try to get it, up in the morning. And it do just more turned, it's about nine thirty-seven, Rod, and you've already run four miles. Changed the baby's diaper and done three and a half hours of really good. Oh, did radio. you run this morning? It was a little cold. Uh, I did run, yeah, and I did change the baby's diaper, but that was like at two in the morning. So I wasn't what I got up. I don't understand how you sleep for an hour every night. Uh, I sleep like two or three hours in. You get it in, but you get it in. Uh, yeah, you get it in. You're I can't do that. I need to sleep more than that. I got to get at least six. Got to get at least Ooh. six in a twenty-four hour period. Uh, oh, but that's what you take. A, you're a napper though. I can take a nap. You're a nasty. I'm not a napper, especially if I'm going to stay up no watching baseball or football. I got to get a nap. I won't. Because we get up so damn early, Rod. It's I like, know. You know. It's like four two days. in the morning, yeah. Yeah, you got basically two days. It feels like two days in one when you get up this early. That's right. It does. <laughs> you got a, you got a day part. You, know, you get up at four, yeah, and then you right. get home by noon or so, and yeah. then you eat some lunch eventually, and then take a little nap, and then bake back that up. It always gets me so tired. Like I have I, to, If though. I eat Chick-fil-A on the way home, by the time I get home, I'm I'm moments away from yeah, You might want to look into that. Don't eat the fast food. That's just a bunch of oh, sugar into your body. Ding, ding, ding. Processed ease, food into your body and then your body something. crashes. Yes, the first thing you eat. You are what you eat. The first thing you eat all day is fast food. That would not be good. Is You're going to crash A lot that. of the time. You're going to crash. That's, the, that's basically, yeah, you, you can't introduce that as the first thing in your body. I drink a smoothie every morning. I need a nutritionist to, you do. to hit me up. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. If there's anyone listening out there that wants yeah. to help me. Yeah. It says, is LHN going to be playing the basketball scrimmage? I, I assume the 2005 Rose Bowl will be on time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to guess. <laughs> uh, that's just a guess. Oh, that's great. I don't know why I would guess that, Rod. That's fantastic. But that I think is you're, great. I think you're 60% of the time it works all the time. It is on there. <laughs> I almost wonder if they now are trolling us with it because it's on there at least the four or five times a week, the 2005 National Or, like, or that documentary that's uh, about, yeah, about the, that national championship. <laughs> oh, I just pop out of here and I see Casey like, getting interviewed. You're right. I guess uh, they just assume Longhorn fans will watch that every time it's on. But I'm like, eh. I got to be – I've had – I need a few at the end of the night to – to sit on. down and watch that. Yeah, it's just, if they, I think if they rotated different really cool games, Longhorn fans will love that, but they do pretty much play the, they play the hits, I guess. Play the hits. Somebody they also sometimes that. just put on A&M losses on the Longhorn Network sometimes. I, the like, other I think they're trolling us. <laughs> I think they're trolling like Rod B specifically. Usually it's the one where Rod B had a bad game. And I'm like, why, why is this game on? Why is the one where Rod B had a bad game? You know what I mean? Like, uh, it happens. So. This says, uh, I don't like this Top Gun TV series. The jarhead in me is screaming, OPSEC. <laughs> yeah, operational security. Yeah, well, I, I'm assuming uh, they'll do to go the due diligence to protect the opsec. And the that's why coaches security. don't like hard knocks and all this stuff in there. Oh, I know that's um, right in their locker room. That's the same reason. Well, nowadays. and I also think the coaches don't like it not just for the operational security, but also just distractions. Pe- pe- people are different when they're on camera. It's a distraction. And people aren't genuine when there's a camera on. They're just yep. not. And it's hard to build a culture. With disingenuous uh, people who are inauthentic, right? You, if you're gonna build a culture in a football pro, any any 
culture of any program, any team building at all. You want to make sure people are being their genuine selves. And that way you can build the culture. You can build a real authentic culture. But if they're not, they're faking it because cameras are around. Like he's saying, then you got a fake culture you're building, yeah, which is you why you go look at most of the hard knocks teams. You know, they don't really have a great season. It doesn't translate real because I think it hurts the building of the culture. Same thing about reality TV shows and the dating reality TV shows and why most of them never end up as actual couples, never end up married for a long period of time is because they got to know each other. You probably, you probably the most uh, important part of the relationship, getting to know each other while they were had cameras around and they really couldn't be their real self. They have to fake it. And if you fake it like that, then your relationship oh. is ultimately doomed. Well, so think about it this way. If you're a coach, <laughs> wouldn't you fear that you wouldn't come off genuine, that your players would be like, because you're going to act different. You know, Everybody, yeah, 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 yeah. And your players who know you already are like, hold on. <laughs> hold on. This isn't the coach we know. A yeah, little tie-breaking news here. I did get an email back from the reality show. Oh! It's round two. Which one? Love is blind. Yeah! <laughs> I can't wait. Let's and, pursue this and thing. And the bigger question, has Ty, yeah, excuse go, me, has uh, Rod dove into Naked Attraction yet? Any not naked yet. Attraction? Should I, should admit, I it has for, not happened. Should I apply for that one? Are you ready to show your junk on television? I think Ty's ready. I think Ty would show his junk for, for the amount of money. Depends on the, yeah. the money, the cash figure. Or the woman. Or the woman. <laughs> if I'm finding love, it would be worth it. <laughs> That's a good way to find love. Just show your junk first? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, imagine, imagine, like junk. A, imagine like a bar where you walked in and like you, you were agreeing to to show your job. I mean, that's basically what y'all do. Is that do. just prostitution or y'all do that now on dating prostitution? Apps. You guys will find somebody on dating app you like, and then y'all will get each other information, and then immediately start sending each other, sexting uh, each other, junk shots and stuff like that. It's more like, hey, come yeah, up. No, no. Well, not me, but it's it's more like. A, if you know what you want on there, so it's like if you're if you see you get exchange numbers, and it's like all right, come over. Not yeah, that I've done that a bunch. Usually if, before come over is naked, give me a taste, let me see a little some some tease I me. I at least need to see like a like a, a face. Here, here's what I believe. So I know I'm like, not getting killed. They show a, me a picture of that. If they is. opened a naked bar, it would just be like dating apps. It would be ninety guys and three girls. He's right. That's true. Yeah. Well, no girls would go. Guys show up for something like that. And, and that. and that's what dating apps are. All my friends that are girls are on the that are single are on. No all dating, the dating apps, apps aren't as much. But I see, I see what you're saying. You basically you're 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 the, you're saying like when you have a like a club, right? And you have ladies, ladies. That's why ladies get in free till whatever time is big, or ladies drink for free to this time is big because they don't need to invite the guys to drink no, for free no. or guys free until this time because guys will go where the ladies go. We just gotta get the ladies in, that's and right. the guys will come. Right. <laughs> you guys are just following the ladies. We got to get the ladies in. I don't know. But ladies the bars aren't going to, to the naked bars. Most of the gar- bars the, lady, the ladies to? are following me there. <laughs> I uh, love Ty's confidence. As, as, as the Rangers play better, Ty's confidence is soaring now. Remember how, how he quit on them. Insecure. I remember when he gave up on the Rangers. Said so baseball season's over to me. Well, now football. <laughs> it's all football. Now he's going on deck. Yeah, you're you're an overly emotional fan. I get it. He's a flip flopper. I get uh, it. It's time to get serious. <laughs> now the Raiders are about to beat the Astros. We will. I'm, I'm <laughs> juicing up in here right now. Can't wait until they blow this thing. Chance and then says, go, Ty, go. Goes back the other way. <laughs> All right, we'll come back when we do. Who said that? Who said that? Fun round of uh, audio coming. Aaron Hogan. You just got to keep living, man. Rod Babers. L I V I N. E and Rod B. On the horn. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? 
Who said it time? Audio. And then we try to decipher who. I believe Ty has a piece of audio for us, Rod. Who you and I try have to try to guess who it is. I like that. Can we fire this up there? T.Y., what do you have for us? Uh, we had a inmate who was in court incarcerated here. <laughs> uh, his name was Rashid. <laughs> and he needed $10,000 to make Bond, and he, uh, this is a call with him and, which is probably his cousin, uh, <laughs> where he laid out a money line parlay for the people. Here we go. Man, just, just bet, just bet 500 on this ticket. Make it a parlay. All right, I got Raiders over, um, Patriots. I got the Jets over Eagles. Bills over New York Giants, Lions over Tampa Bay, Rams over Cardinals, New York Liberty, the basketball team, yeah, the WNBA, New York Liberty over Las Vegas Aces. Yeah, make all of it a parlay. Sounds wow. like me on Sundays. <laughs> Did he hit it? He's trying to get out of get out of jail. Oh, he hit all that. And oh, I mean, all, I love it. I mean, the Jets Jets money line had to be plus three seventy five. So that's was, how he got out of jail. Yeah, made thirteen over thirteen thousand dollars made bond, and it is, that was his says, one phone call. He's on his way home today. That was awesome. Your son Nolan actually sent sent this to me last night. Way to go, Nolan. That is pretty. No, I, now I was with my son last night, so he was not in jail. I know this. <laughs> that's good. That's maybe one in the I, inmate next to him. I love that. Uh, yeah, you got to bet on yourself, man. Sometimes you got to bet on yourself. Damn, he got the Jets over Philly. That's the one I think that was most surprising. Yeah, the rest of those. The rest of I mean, the uh, I would have been sweating on Sunday night with the 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 Bills Giants game on the one yard line. True. That could have that was the last game at all of them. Could yeah, have ruined it right there. That's a good point. But that I, that that pick didn't surprise me. But the the Jets Eagles pick that was clutch. How about him sprinkling some WNBA up in there? Now, the, yeah, my man doing homework. <laughs> <laughs> and doing, clearly, the guy I was like, what? He's like, yeah. The, WNBA. WNBA, man. He's like, what? Wow. All right, let me play you this, Rod. Who is this um, key factor on week six of the NFL? The kid ran two great routes, and I missed them, and, and so that's on me as a quarterback, and we have those explosive opportunities, and um, we have to capitalize on those. You know, that's a really good defense that we're going up against, and, um, you know, I, I can't miss those like that and expect to, you know, to continue to, to get back on third down and get back on track on second down. So, uh, you know, tough opportunities. Um, but we'll watch the film and be critical on ourselves, so and we'll learn from it. That's Herbert. Justin Herbert. Yeah, he missed Keenan Allen wide open twice. Cowboys had Michael Gallup drop a touchdown pass right in his ch- chest. Yeah, I but, don't know uh, when the uh, Justin Herbert criticism is going to start, but and it's not because I think people look at the – regression or the the Chargers' lack of success, they put that on the coaches and the really on the ownership in the front office more than they do the players because the players are so talented. But he, he misses some crucial throws, man, in clutch time. He's close to under five hundred as a starter now. Yeah. I don't like, know if it's him or the organization, but it, he's got to own some of it. Those are missed throws last night you yeah. just have to have. He missed two touchdowns basically last night. Yeah. That definitely would have made the difference because yeah, how close yeah, the game was. And, and, and you know, tough and tight game, you got to make those throws. And yeah. he wasn't even under pressure on one of no. them. No. Well, and it's funny because uh, I was listening um, because there was a play earlier in the game where that the because the, 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 I, I was uh, the Cowboys broadcasters were talking about this wheel route is open. This wheel route has been open a couple of times, and mm-hmm. you knew they were going to come back to it. Yep. And when Kellen Moore dialed it up, yeah, he missed it. He just flat missed it, and the Cowboys bit, and Deron Bland you know, bit the out route. 
And it should have been a big play, but Justin yep. Herbert missed it. All right, what do you have for me, Rod? Um, all right, Ty, I sent you a little piece of audio here. Uh, Ty, dial it up for me. Who said that? I watched the Twilight series. Do you know what that is? Nope. Absolutely terrible. Terrible. <laughs> a high school girl falls in love with a 109-year-old vampire. And nobody asks questions about that. That guy's name's Edward. Woman's name is Bella. So she falls in love with Edward. Dude, I, dude come on. And... He has a family of other vampires that have been around for a long time. Then there's this other group of vampires that don't like, hey, we, we want to eat her. But the Cullens don't eat humans because they're like the vegan vampires. <laughs> and then the second movie happens. You find out that there's werewolves in this movie out of nowhere. So in the second movie, Bella really still loves Edward. But she starts leading this guy Jacob on like he's got some chance and he is stand a chance flash forward to the oh! final movie and bella gets Jason. pregnant bella right out of high school marries a 109 year old vampire he after marriage they start having sex they have a baby the so she's about to die so then edward has okay, to turn her into a i'm like i'm like travis kelsey i'm turning off i can't listen anymore no you know the reason they're doing this now right uh-uh. they have a taylor swift crowd Oh, they, they, she, have, they have now. They have teen. They have like teenage girls that are oh, now they're tuning they're in catering to the new to their podcast, and they they have the numbers of what, what teenage girls. Do. And now they got to change some of the content just a little bit slightly so that they can tailor to ha, no pun intended Taylor. there to the crowd. And she dated um, what's his name, <laughs> the werewolf. What's the name of the show? It's Twi- Twilight. Twilight. You've seen Twilight, the no, books based on the book series. I've seen the book. I've never read anything. Uh, yeah. anything. Jacob, the movie series. His, I think his name's Jacob in the movie. Absolutely oh, right terrible. Oh, I did it is see. I did too. see uh, yeah, Jason Peters. Uh, but you've seen these on Heavy Tie. Did you see him chug the beer last night at this Phillies game? Like the, the, they did the camera on him, the big screen, and all the crowd was chanting for Jason Kelsey, and he chugged a beer. He did a shotgun. He did. A, he went all Casey stuttered. Oh, that's the, like a tradition, the though. That's, they do that now, right? When they get the that was awesome. When they get they pan the camera on you got if you got a beer in your hand, you got to chug it. Taylor hey. Taylor Lautner is the one who dated Taylor Swift. Yeah. Oh, really? I'm Taylor dated sure. Taylor. I'm pretty sure. Interesting. And Robert Pattinson's an actual good actor now, but that was yeah. of course. Oh yeah, he start. plays Batman. He's the last Batman. Yeah, he was in, he's been in a lot of good movies. Let me play um, one more piece of yeah. audio for you, Rod. This you is uh, you'll know who these voices are, but I think the story is very intriguing, and it happens on our radio station later in the afternoon. Here we go. Who said Andy Reid opportunity, too. See, he called you during a game? He called you while you're calling a game? To say, well, it's Come funny, Rich, that uh, we were in San Diego doing a game, and, and we did a game break, uh, and they announced that, that Donovan McNabb had maybe broke his leg <laughs> and was going to be out for a while, and I thought, oh, man, this team was pretty good, and that's a shame. And then, right as we go to halftime, I, in my ear, the, my producer, Richie Zion, says, hey, Andy Reed wants to talk to you at halftime. And I said, you got to be kidding me. He says, no. So the only place I could get cell service was out on the concourse where all the fans are walking by. And, I'm, and I call, and Andy answers the phone. I said, Andy, it's Troy. He says, hey, I don't know if you heard, but Donovan broke his leg. I said, yeah, we just did a game break. I'm doing a game right now, Andy. It's halftime. And he says, yeah, I know. He says, but call me afterwards. I, I, you know, and as, as I'm talking to him, fans are walking by. They're going, hey, Cowboys, they suck. You know, hey, they can go back to you, know, whatever. I'm like, okay. And uh, so, yeah, I talked to Andy on the on the way. I just said, hey, let me uh, let me sleep on this. I'll call you back tomorrow. And and I gave it some consideration. I really did. There, there was a lure because I had great respect for Andy and they were a good team. But I knew that it was just going to be temporary and that when Donovan was healthy, he'd be back out there playing. And, and so I called him the next morning and said, hey, I, I'm going to stay put. And it was a good decision for me. You know, ultimately, 
A.J. Feely took over, and, and he got on a five-game run and, and did a great job, and, and then Donovan stepped in, and that, that Eagles team ended up playing in the NFC Championship game that year. I mean, Eagles. There you go. Rich oh, Eisen good show. good stuff. How about Troy that? Troy Aikman, this stuff. Can you imagine Cowboys fans if he had played well, for the Eagles? And I think Trikman understood, like, hey, man, um, I'm a – I'm an all-time great Dallas Cowboy. That I makes, can't play for the Eagles. Exactly. That makes you so much money on the back end of your career rather yeah, than going Cowboy to play for the Eagles for that short-term them. paycheck. Yeah, yeah. So Marco Murray screwed it up. Exactly. Like, yeah, that yeah, Cowboys fans, they'll take care of you. Jerry Jones will take care of you. But you can't, uh, yeah, you can't, you can't go play for the Eagles. Yeah, you can't do that. That's blasphemous. No. <laughs> <can't do> no. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we'll come back. we got one more hour. It's the fabulous fifth quarter here on Hook 'em Up with E and Rod V. Never know what's going to happen in that fifth quarter of action. It's coming your way next.